You're listening to Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Welcome back to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn, the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing, and I'm joined by my co-host, Professor Americus Reed, the Whitney M. Young Jr. Professor of Marketing and the Brand Identity Theorist. Um, and today on our Spotlight segment, we are joined by Elizabeth Campbell, who's the Senior Director of Marketing um, and Cultural Engagement at McDonald's. Thanks, Elizabeth, for joining us. I'm excited to be here. Okay, so let's talk. Um, it's great to have you. And of course, everybody's heard of McDonald's, but we're going to talk well, before, a little before bit. Before you jump in, Barbara, can I, I just want to thank Elizabeth and her colleagues because last Saturday I had the hotcakes and sausage in the morning. <laughs> and uh, I, every time I sit down with, with, with them and have that wonderfully scrumptious breakfast, Elizabeth, it's a life-changing moment. So I just want to thank you for that. And I, by the way, I've been doing that for 45 years. So <laughs> and look how That's good to hear. Well being he is. <laughs> so Elizabeth, before we talk about McDonald's, tell us a little bit about you and how you got to McDonald's. Ah, so I am a brand baby, meaning that I grew up in consumer packaged goods marketing. So I had the opportunity to work at Coca-Cola as well as at Kraft Foods. And then um, one day an opportunity came knocking at my door um, in terms of working at McDonald's. And I jumped at the opportunity. I jumped at the opportunity because I grew up on McDonald's. I was that little kid. Like Americus. Who, mm -hmm. Yes, but I really was. I was that little kid <laughs> whose dad traveled um, every week um, for work. And on Fridays, he would come home and the family would go to McDonald's. Um, my parents started to say that if I saw an arch, I would start to cry because that's how much <laughs> I loved. And I was like, aren't we going to stop at McDonald's? So I was that kid. And I remember some of the important moments in my life happening at McDonald's, whether it was, I was in 4-H as a little kid as well. I remember, you know, going to 4-H events and then having my 4-H teacher take me to McDonald's as a treat afterwards, or even my aunt who lives in Chicago, my favorite McDonald's was by her house um, because it had a merry-go-round in it. So it's just little life moments that were there. So when it came time for me to work for this brand and to be able to influence what the next generation of people we're going to love McDonald's had to offer. I jumped at it. I just thought, how, how could I say no? I'm thinking that your past work with the craft and Coke was good at McDonald's too. Don't they sell a lot of Coke and a lot of craft cheese? I suspect they, they, we do. We definitely <laughs> do. Yes, yeah. we, it helps. <laughs> yeah. So it's a nice brand partnership that all that experience didn't hurt when you came to McDonald's, you can put it all together in the, yeah. in a big happy meal. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> So um, talk a little bit about what it was like for McDonald's during the pandemic. I think that it, it, it challenged us as a brand and it challenged us in a different way. Um, we try to be inclusive to everyone during the pandemic, um, but or just in general, not only during the pandemic, but what we found ourselves having to do was while we were being inclusive, we had to make sure that we were being very nimble. And it wasn't just about what we were doing externally to cons for consumers. It was about internally in terms of how we were treating our employees and being sensitive to their needs during that time. And so that allowed us as a brand to shape our voice in terms of what we said internally with our values, but then also carrying that out in the, in the workplace in terms of how we showed up for our customers as a brand. Um, it allowed us to lead from a place of empathy, mm. which as a marketer, 
you know, we're all about, you know, how do we develop the best creative? You know, how do we get out there and make sure that we're making the best sales? It allowed us to have a more empathetic ear, but then also empathetic action so that we could tell our customers we see them. And we could only do that by in, internally focusing and then being able to carry that out externally to our customers. Can you give us a concrete example of that? Like, I, I hear what you're saying, but I'm trying to picture mm-hmm. exactly how it played out. So when COVID first hit, a couple of things happened for us. Number one, we had to relook at the way we did our media. So we automatically started to say, how can we strategically use our media in the right way um, based upon a lim- you know, narrowing down resources? But the other thing that was happening was that people were working nonstop. You know, every, the world shut down basically, but McDonald's kept going. So we had to listen to our employees to say, what's most important to you? They were interested in the safety of their family. They were Mm. interested in the safety of food. They were interested in the safety of themselves. So then that carried out to the messages that we actually developed for consumers Mm. because we had to convey to consumers that we were a brand that cared about them from the safety of our food, Mm. from, you know, making it safe for them to come into our restaurants, which they couldn't actually come on the inside. They had to use either drive-through or delivery Um, and, and doing it in a way that displayed that we were human, we were listening to our employees in terms of how it was affecting them. And then it was able to affect the content that we put out in the marketplace and the way that, that we talk about. So much sense. That makes so much sense. I can see how you can really feel that at a very visceral level when you're dealing with your employees. Um, and, you know, now there's a lot of talk about the labor shortage and particularly in hospitalities and restaurants. I- I'm guessing if you had that kind of empathetic approach to your employees throughout the whole pandemic and maybe you have higher levels of loyalty with your employees I don't know did it did it pan out that way yeah we do have high levels of loyalty and I know that there are some other people on the team who can give you the specific examples but I also think that um, I'm going to take my marketing hat off for a minute I also think what's going on right now in the industry regardless of what level you work at is that you're reevaluating what's important to you mm-hmm you know, and you're mm-hmm. making decisions based upon that because you've seen what you can live with and live and live without as a re- mm-hmm. through COVID. Mm-hmm. And so right now, I just think that's the change that we're seeing going through all of the industry, whether yeah. you are at McDonald's and fast food. Um, if you're at Nordstrom, where I like to shop, you're seeing that. <laughs> through no, every you're right. Yeah. 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 And you yeah. are. It's and been so a big just, general trend, this reassessment yeah. of everything. Mm-hmm. But what really struck me is if, you know, you, the way you were talking about how the marketing message came out built on this empathy for what your employees were going through, understanding that and un- you would understand that at a very basic level. Um, and that it makes sense that your marketing would be much more, you know, fine tuned because it's based on real people and right. you're responding yeah. to those people. Right. And that, was, and that was a change that we actually made last year. We started with what we started calling fan truth which came from the voice of the consumer. And you could, mm. see our, you could see our employees reflected in that. And that fan mm. truth helped us to change our voice um, so that we could become more empathetic in the way that we showed up. So we, we definitely see it, see it carrying through. Interesting. Elizabeth, could you also, because I'm super interested in, in the context here, help us unpack the word cultural engagement. What does that uh, mean to, what does that mean to, to you and your colleagues to help, help, us, help us understand the richness Uh, of that value, which is, I think, an important part of the brand's DNA. Yes. So I love that you asked this question because it can be such a big debate. Um, So the way I, because I I, I 
moved into this role and I think in December of 2019, right before, you know, the COVID hit. Right before um, the big mm-hmm. event. Yeah, was, yes, yes. And it was actually taking place then, we just didn't know. But um, but the what we the way we look at cultural engagement is what are the touch points um, that we are allowed to, not allowed to, I want to take those words back because that's not a good word. But when you look at cultural engagement, it's really how are we showing up with the consumer in a way that's relevant for them? So how are we making sure that we are saying to customers that we see them, we see who their identity is, and then mm-hmm. developing ways to engage with them that are more authentic for the brand. So mm-hmm. we're not trying to go out here and market and say McDonald's is in culture. We're in culture because we're doing you know, things with famous orders or we're going to this festival, et cetera. Mm-hmm. What we're trying to do is take it to its basic um, form and say, we see you as a customer. We are listening to you in terms of what's going on in your life. And we are asking you for permission to engage with you where you are versus trying to force you to come to where we are. And we've done that through social media, which is part of, you know, my remit from a cultural engagement team. We've done that through um, our multicultural strategy in terms of understanding what the specific needs are within the consumer segments that we're going after. Um, And we've even done that in terms of looking at where we show up because we've had to pull back a couple places in terms mm. of saying that may not be the right place for us to be as a brand, mm. but we should be more over here. And how mm. do we show up in those places? Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. I'm Barbara Kahn, along with America's Reed. This is Marketing Matters. We're joined today by Elizabeth Campbell, who's the Senior Director of Marketing and Cultural Engagement at McDonald's. And she's just telling us about what cultural engagement means at McDonald's. McDonald's marketing now is not about just marketing product and pushing out one burger over another, but it's really about trying to understand their customers and where they are in their own context. And along those lines, June is Pride Month. So what is McDonald's doing on Pride Month and how are you doing that in an authentic way and making sure that it's really reaching the customers in a way that would resonate with them? So we have been partnering with um, an agency called Walton Isaacson. Um, They are an agency that came to us um, some time ago and said, we think that McDonald's has more to say within the LGBTQ plus community. And Mm -hmm. we'd like to partner with you in doing that. So a young lady on my team, her name is um, Dior George, got to give a shout out to her because she's been working really hard on this, um, took the challenge and, and basically said last year, let's, let's look at this. You know, we've done a couple things as it relates to um, this community, but what are more things that we can do? And last year we sponsored um, the Out 100 um, where we wanted, it was um, an award recognition where we, we sponsored and we developed content for that. And this year we felt as though we could be stronger. Like mm-hmm. we needed, what we were hearing from this particular segment is that they wanted to be seen and they wanted to be heard and they wanted to be respected for who they are. So we um, participated in a program this year where we put our content on um, our out of home in Times Square, where we had messages about I'm, I'm living at campaign. We also partnered um, with Reverie where we had content that was on there and we sponsored the House of Pride um, mm-hmm. that could just show this community where they are. And then there's something else that's going on that I think is just so, um, so great about some of the work that we did is that when we develop commercials, we look to say, who is the best consumer to bring this story forward? And what you're actually seeing right now happen is that we have a spot that we've created about our fruit, food, and um, I think it's actually focusing on the French fries that, re- that has a same-sex couple in there. 
Mm. because we wanted mm-hmm. to say it's not just about doing promotions and activations. It's about showing people in their natural habitat. And so we took it from two different approaches, the, the house of pride that we are doing um, with reveries and also making sure that our content displayed our customers authentically as who they are. So, I mean, I, I personally think this is fantastic kind of stuff and makes a lot of sense, but I'm wondering, did you get any pushback on any of this? Cause I was thinking about some of the uh, advertising that Coles did a while ago when they supported Ellen way back when, um, and there were a lot of people who pushed back on Coles and I'm thinking McDonald's might have people that have different points of view. I mean, you're such a big brand and you go across all of America. Um, sometimes some of these positions might be polarizing. Yeah, and I will, I will speak about it from an external perspective and then also an internal perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so from a customer perspective, yes, we have social listening. We listen to hear, to understand what our customers think about us. We did not receive any negative or pushback about this that was to the point where we felt like we needed to change. And I will tell you that um, our leadership team here pushes us to say, do the right thing. Like we need to make sure that we are as a brand stepping up to do the right thing. And so we haven't heard any any negative sentiment from um, our growing consumer base that says that this is not an area that we should be. And internally, I will tell you from our franchisees that we partner with, um, we have actually heard them pushing us to do more. Oh, which is inspirational for them to say we are proud of the work and the, the 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 trajectory that we've been on but how do we make sure that we're doing more but doing it in a respectful way like you know this is our part of our consumer base it's reflective in our employees here at our corporate office it's reflective in the owner operators employees who come into their restaurant our customers who come into our restaurant so we should be respecting them and making sure that we're able to show them in a positive light. I think this is such important stuff because McDonald's is such a big brand and Mm -hmm. a role model for lots of other, for a lot of other brands and things like that, that might be more tentative. Um, And if you can figure out a way to do it in a respectful way, like you said, I think it's more than just good marketing for McDonald's. I think it plays a role in society. Right. That's interesting analysis, Barbara, because it it basically says McDonald's is such a a powerful voice, a thought leader, Mm -hmm. such a well-established uh, concept and brand and well-loved brand in this country that others will look to McDonald's uh, as sort of the shining beacon of what to do in terms of engage- in cultural engagement, to use the word that Elizabeth yeah. is talking yeah. about here. But I want to, I do, I do want to sort of ask you this question, Elizabeth, because uh, this just challenges my mind so much, uh, because I think a lot of companies uh, want to try to do th- these various kinds of connections, uh, but it becomes a challenge to, for the consumer to figure out what is the true, authentic, committed support for a particular community and what is just, you know, a company jumping on the bandwagon, throwing the rainbow up and just trying to generate some transactions. So talk to us a little bit about how you and colleagues make sure that that authenticity signal rings true in every single aspect that you're doing when you're engaging in various elements of cultural engagement. Yeah, so I will say a couple things. We saw last year during COVID, so many people, as you mentioned, jump on the bandwagon in terms of how do you, um, you know, market to multicultural consumers and and how do you do that? And what we've learned is that McDonald's has already been doing this. Like in the 1970s is when we started doing our first advertisement for African-Americans and where we partnered with Burrell as an agency to be our agency of record in that area. 
And we took the same approach as it relates to our LGBTQ community. I mean, in 2016, I think is when we had our probably our first um, IG post on um, within this community. And then in a couple of years later, we looked at it in terms of what are packaging, um, you know, what are there different, what, different um, communication points that we can put on our packaging, on our fry boxes or on our bags and things of that nature. And then we've moved into this most current relationship that we have in terms of the House of Pride. And the way that we were able to do that is making sure that we were a partnering with our agency, Walton Isaacson. But the other thing that Dior did that was so smart, and I have to applaud her on this, is that she actually worked with our EBN and our Pride Network. And she shared, here's the strategy that we are looking at. Is this authentic? Are we coming off as a brand and, and showing up in a way that is credible within this community? And that is something that most people don't do. We always go outside and say, let's do all this research with um, consumers to understand if this is the right thing to do. And yes, you should do their, that. And there's a place for that. But she actually went to our EBN network for pride and said, I want to show you guys where we're going and I want to get your perspective on how we do this, mm -hmm. which I thought was spot on and just smart of her to do. So I applaud her for the way she. Yeah, you it. hear about a lot of brands that don't do that. And mm -hmm. it, it just it totally backfires if it's not going to resonate with the right community. Yeah, I to it, it sounds like a simple strategy, but you're right. A lot of people don't do it. Well, and, and also just to build on the point, Elizabeth, get your perspective on this, because it's a more complicated strategy in the sense that you're bringing more voices. You, you need more voices to help you pressure test ideas to make sure you're not making authenticity missteps. But the more voices that you have makes it harder to kind of, I don't, I, well, maybe this is not true, but I would, I would assume it becomes more of a challenge in the, than sort of singular points of decision making or strategy. There's so uh, much might, noise out there now. Yeah, so just in terms of, of view. So, so speak to that, that, that to, to what Barbara's saying, speak to that parsing of that social listening that you're mm -hmm. talking about and pull and funneling it into, okay, we've really got this thing down to a pinpoint. Talk about that process to make sure the noise doesn't somehow take you off track. So as a marketer, um, you have to be able to market to anyone. And you do that by understanding your customer and listening to your customer. And, and removing all of the other chatter out. Um, and it, it, it just, how can you do that? I am an African-American woman, but I do not know every single thing about African-American women and how they think and feel. But I, as a marketer, I have to be able to listen and learn um, to that consumer so that I can get to that. And the way that McDonald's is so unique in doing this is that we do it through our agency partners, which I've mentioned. But the other facet that we have here is that we have franchisees who wanna partner with us who represent each and every last one of these segments. And so that allows us to become smarter. So it's not just one voice coming through, but we get to hear it from different places. So what do um, franchisees or owner or um, entrepreneurs think? We also get to hear it from a customer perspective and a crew perspective about how they're thinking and feeling. So it gives us so many different layers that we can tap into from a McDonald's perspective. Because and that's what, and, and people are, Vocal. I will tell you, having worked at Coca-Cola, you guys have got me so excited, but sorry. Having worked at Coca-Cola <laughs> and having worked at Kraft, mm -hmm. I will tell you, when it comes to McDonald's, people are so vocal in wanting to give you their opinion. Well, you and know, you I was going to say, it. it sounds like what you were talking about in the beginning when you were talking to your employees. I mean, because you're getting a whole cross section. Yep. I mean, yep. and the idea that you have these restaurants or French and C's across the whole country, obviously you are getting, you have a great way for the social listening and to really be part of 
the your customer base because you have so much input into it that's super interesting so june is almost over that was pride month we're going to go into july 4th um you know america red white and blue does mcdonald's do anything on the red white and blue front um we don't do anything on the red white and blue front but i will tell you um since we are very inclusive we want to make sure that we are servicing all of our customers. We will be open. So, you know, you can access us in the restaurant, <laughs> drive through, <laughs> delivery. Nice, 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 know, nice. So we will be open, um, nice. you know, so that people can access it from that perspective. But also I think it's been already noted in the news that we are getting ready to launch loyalty. Um, and that's something that we are looking forward to because it's, it's actually offering consumers another way to access our brand. What does that brand. mean? What do you mean by that? So we currently have a McDonald's app Um, And we are going to offer a program to where, based upon what you buy, you can do My McDonald's Rewards. Um, And this is going to be rolling out nationwide. Um, We're going to have um, an opportunity for customers to own points and earn freebies. um, You've never um, had that before? You haven't had a loyalty program before? We have not. And believe me, my friends have told me about this. My friends have been like, why don't you have one? And I'm now now, like telling them, well, we do now. So I'm expecting (laughs) to find out. (laughs) We we listen to the customers. We listen to the feedback. We're able to adapt. You know, we've got about two minutes left, Elizabeth. I want to put you in the time machine right now. And I want you to take us to, let's say, July 2026. What does cultural engagement look like oh, five wow. years from now? And, You're and the your asker thoughts? of the hard questions. <laughs> well, <laughs> I've got right I, on the spot. Elizabeth. I've got the guru with us, so I, ha- I have to pick her brain as much I can, as much as I can, in the next uh, minute and 35 seconds. <laughs> um, what I think is going to happen by it needs to happen before then but is that people stop being enamored um, and surprised at what Uh, the diversity in this United States can do. And they start understanding that it is um, the norm in terms of the impact that people have made based upon the diversity that they bring. So cultural engagement um, in 2026, I think you said, is going to be more inclusive. It's going to be Hallelujah. more of accepting right. <laughs> people for their differences. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's the way I see it. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, you know, that's why I see it. That's, that's the hope that I see for my nieces and nephews um, who are coming up in the world. Excellent. I think that's a beautiful future. I really hope that is what we see. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for joining us today. And where can our listeners go to keep up with you and McDonald's loyalty program and all the great news coming out of McDonald's? Oh, so you can always go to McDonald's.com. You can find us on either Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. Trust me, follow us on and social media because okay. our, our social mm-hmm. media team is knocking it out the box. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and that's a great place to, to reach us at. So. Okay. Well, that's great. That's all we have time for today. Big thanks to Professor Americus Reed for being my co-host today. We'd love to thank our audio engineer, Dion Simpkins and Chris Tooks, and our producer, Dana Cash. We're here every Wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We replay our show several times throughout the week. You can follow us on Twitter at SXM Marketing, or you can follow Business Radio at SXM and business for information about all our programming. Thank you for listening today. Till then, this has been Marketing Matters. I'm Barbara Kahn here with America's Read, Business Radio, Sirius XM 132.